But listening is not enough, which is why step four is take action. Whatever they tell you, look for ways to make them feel heard. Something small and incremental right away is better than a big gesture that takes you a long time to do. Welcome to the Creating High Performing Teams podcast. Our goal is to be the most actionable podcast on leadership and management you ever heard. We want you to walk away knowing exactly what you can do to be a better manager every time you listen. I'm your host, Jason Evanish, the CEO of Lighthouse. We all know there are a collection of four-letter words you should never use in polite conversation. With maybe the exception of the most gruff environments, you certainly shouldn't use them at work. Yet today, I want to talk about another four-letter word. It's one you hear all the time and may even have used yourself. Yet, despite pop culture often glorifying it, it's not good. And it's not one you should ever want to use at work. In fact, it's one you should strike from your vocabulary today. What is that word? B-O-S-S, boss. This is the Creating High Performing Teams podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Evanish, CEO of Lighthouse. We aim to be the most actionable podcast on leadership and management you've ever heard. And today we're diving into the biggest four-letter word you should avoid as a leader. Boss. Bossy, the boss, like a boss, lady boss. However you phrase it, the point is the same. You don't want to be it. When you boss people around, they resent you and they drag their feet. They maybe even roll their eyes at you and (sighs) make a big sigh. When you're the boss, you're either the target at the end of a video game or the target of a bad comedy. Uh, As you may have seen, Horrible Bosses 1 and 2 are pretty terrible comedies about the stereotypes of how bad bosses are. Uh, A boss also has minions. They follow orders. Those minions don't think for themselves. And being like a boss may stroke the ego and make for a catchy hip-hop track, shout out Rick Ross, but it doesn't make you effective as a leader. That's why the boss versus leader image is so important and powerful. Bossing people around is a great way to lose your credibility as a leader. Because good people don't like being directed. Good people don't want to be mindlessly told how to do everything and be forced to just do as I say. These people, your best people, want autonomy. The opportunity to create mastery and build new skills and feel like they're valued. Which Dan Pink captures very well in a TED Talk, which we will link to in the show notes. It's a fantastic 20 minutes of education on what really drives especially your most creative people, which is the opposite of what a boss does. And so if you've ever heard your team say, you're the boss, that's them subtly or not so subtly saying they're doing it only because of your authority, not because they're bought in. That means you have work to do. In fact, probably quite a bit, but luckily we're going to tell you what to do about that. The fact is, great leadership is servant leadership. You work to empower and enable your team. That's the opposite of bossing. That's the opposite of being the boss. They're really polar opposites, in fact. You see, a boss is in it for their own glory. You want the spotlight. You want all the credit. Meanwhile, a leader loves seeing their team win. They love seeing how their team can grow and succeed, even if they're only in the background then. A boss makes all the calls. They like to direct everything. While a leader gets their best ideas by collaborating with their team and having them be involved in the decision as as best they can. A 
boss takes all the credit. As we said, they want the spotlight. They want the award. But a leader, they give credit to their team. Think about our episode with Mark Crowley and how he was leading from the heart. That's leadership. That's not bossing. A boss also blames others for failing with often harsh consequences. You know, think about a mafia crime boss in movies and what they do to the messenger who brings bad news to them or the second in command who fails them. The boss doesn't take responsibility. Meanwhile, a leader stands in front. They take ownership of their part and they work with their team to fix issues and problems. They look to say first, how am I responsible for part of this? How did I contribute to the problem? They don't look and immediately blame others around them. A boss also only takes care of themselves. They're looking out for number one. Meanwhile, a leader cares deeply about their team and looks for ways to help them as well as themselves because they realize when their team succeeds, they succeed. A boss sees their management and leadership role as a title. You know, I'm finally the boss. I'm putting my feet up on my desk and my hands behind my head and putting my feet up and finally feeling like I'm in control. I have all the power. Meanwhile, a leader sees it as a calling. Finally, an opportunity to fix the problems I've seen all along. Finally, a chance to treat employees the way I wanted to be treated. That's what a leader does. So you should be a leader, not a boss. Treat B-O-S-S like the other four-letter words and avoid them. Now, I could stop here, but remember, we're the most actionable podcast on leadership and management. So let's talk about how you actually can do this. If you've been bossy, acted like the boss, or feel like your team thinks you're a boss, then you have some work to do. Morale is probably not going to be very high. You may even have some turnover. You may have employees who fight you on even simple requests or get a lot of (sighs) sighs and resistance to simple ass. And so what you need to do is fix that. And we have a simple seven-step process that we will now go over that will help you fix it. So here's how. Step one, admit it. You need to tell your team you want to pay more attention to their needs and be more empowering. You want them to know that you want to change and you recognize you may not have been perfect before. They need to know that you are going to do something different now. And that starts by admitting to them that you are going to fix a problem you now perceive in yourself as a leader. Step two, now that you've told them this, you need to listen. Let your team vent. They're likely very frustrated with you. They're likely skeptical of this change. And you're going to need to let them air out their grievances, so to speak. And so you're going to need to just sit there and listen to what they have to say. And find out where they think maybe your biggest shortcomings are or where they're frustrated most because of you. Which brings us to step three. Take the shields down. Some of what they say will hurt, but you have to try your best not to be defensive. Just listen, take notes, showing you take it seriously, and ask follow-up questions to make sure you truly understand what they think you're doing wrong. The best thing you can do is if they say something you don't agree with, you don't feel like you are that way, ask them, hey, can you give me an example of the last time that happened? That example will probably help you see things from their eyes and develop better empathy for what they are feeling. So take those shields down and really listen. But listening is not enough, which is why step four is take action. Whatever they tell you, look for ways to make them feel heard. Something small and incremental right away is better than a big gesture that takes you a long time to do. So look and listen as you talk to everyone on your team, ideally first as a group and then later individually. 
or vice versa, but definitely some individual time for people to vent. Take action on what they tell you. Look for ways to be a little bit different, whether it be changing how you run a meeting or soliciting feedback from your team at an earlier step in the process or even soliciting feedback in places you didn't used to or giving your team just a little bit more leeway to do things the way they see fit instead of what you dictate. But taking action, showing what you said aligns with what you do now is essential for them to believe you actually are going to change and for morale to pick up and for things to be different with you and your team. Which then brings us to step five. You have to stay committed to this. Some people on your team will be more trusting than others. People who have resented your leadership for years are going to take a while to warm up and you need to acknowledge that and take time, give them time to forgive you. You need to stay committed though as you start to see small wins with them and continue to get better and better, continue to listen to them, continue to fix problems that they bring to you and continue to involve them in ways you weren't before. That then brings you to step six, focus on buy-in. In a lot of cases, bosses make decisions on their own. They don't consult their team for any input, any feedback, or even just listening to their concerns over something you have no control over. And so to change that, start by soliciting your team's feedback and incorporate, incorporate it where you can in issues related to being their leader and in things that you have to change as a team or new things coming from corporate. All those things are areas where you can actually make a difference. And by getting your team's buy-in to understand why a change happened, why you're doing things the way you are, or adjusting it based on concerns they bring to you will do a lot to bring more buy-in. And then the final step, keep listening. It is a never-ending journey to empower and evolve your team. In fact, if you're a good leader and you stop listening to your team, you're probably going to no longer be a good leader for long because you'll lose touch with what's important to your team. I am constantly surprised when I talk to my team about things that are important to them where I thought one thing and they thought another. And the only way I stay in touch is continuing to ask them, continuing to listen. And so realize that listening becomes an important part of your job when you transition from being a boss to a leader. And as you keep listening, that will help even the coldest and most standoffish team members who you lost their support long ago will now listen to you. And so each of these steps will chip away at any management debt you have, and they will help you shift away from being a boss to becoming a, a good servant leader. We'll have a bunch more in the show notes for you to dive in if this is a problem area for you or friends you want to share this with so you can lead and learn how to make these changes in a very detailed step-by-step -step way. We have some great blog posts on the topic in addition to this episode. So are you ready to be a servant leader? If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on your favorite social network and subscribe so you don't miss the next one. We have some amazing guests and topics coming in the second half of the season you won't want to miss. So until next time, let's get out there. Until next time, let's get out there and create your high-performing team.